Podcast, and I'm Jason Stanley. This week, Dr. Jimmy Scroggins and his wife, Kristen, joined me to discuss their new book, Full Circle Parenting. It's a guide for crucial conversations. Jimmy and Kristen have been married for over 25 years and have eight children. Eight children. Uh, You can't quite fake it at eight. Uh, Jimmy is a pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, Also, they're Jacksonville natives, uh, so they're locals for us here at Fruit Cove Baptist Church, and so we know the Scroggins family well here, and so it was a delight to have them both on the podcast uh, for this week. So many of you listening will be familiar with the Three Circles Gospel presentation. A lot of different people, uh, No Place Left, Nam, have all picked up this training, and they use it for gospel training for uh, church planners, uh, evangelism tools, all this stuff literally all around the world, you can now find this Three Circles Gospel presentation. Uh, it has three main elements, God's design, brokenness, which is a result of sin, and the good news of Jesus Christ, where Jesus has restored us back to God's design through the forgiveness that we find on the cross. It was Jimmy who created the Three Circles Gospel presentation in the context of his local church in West Palm Beach, Florida. And in this book, uh, he explains how to use this exact same tool, the Three Circles Gospel Presentation, as a conversation guide for parents navigating through crucial conversations. First off, let me tell you, I've already started using this uh, tool in my own family with my kids. Uh, It's incredibly simple, it's accessible, it's user-friendly, yet has so many profound Uh, implications for you and your family. Uh, So highly recommend the book, but they were so uh, gracious to meet with me and have a conversation with me. So stick around for this important conversation for parents. Well, uh, Jimmy and Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today for the Parent Life Podcast. Uh, So grateful that you've come uh, to share with us about your book that you published last year called Full Circle Parenting. Uh, Parents, you're going to hear more about this uh, from me uh, this has been a very refreshing book for me. Um, you know, there's the books that you read and you skim because that's just what you need to do. And there's other books that you have to go back and you're like, hmm, let me think about that again. This was definitely one of those books. Um, and it's so timely for us as a church, but I think also as a culture. And so we're very grateful to have you guys here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, your background, full circle parenting, where the vision came from and kind of how you felt like putting it into a book. Introduce us, honey. Oh, man. Well, so uh, we've been married for 27 years. Uh, We came to South Florida from Louisville, Kentucky, where Jimmy Mm -hmm. got his master's and um, PhD from Southern Seminary. And while we were in Louisville, we had seven of our eight children. And then when we got to West Palm um, 14 years ago, I I found out I was pregnant with our caboose, our our eighth son. Oh, wow. We've been here for 14 years. Jimmy's a senior pastor at Family Church, and um, it's a network of neighborhood churches here in South Florida. And we're just trying to reach South Florida um, for people to come to know Jesus. We have a large population that has never, ever stepped foot in church before. So this is a ripe mission field, and uh, we're honored to be here serving, and we're honored to have raised our family here. Mm. Yeah, and so uh, what she didn't tell you, two of our kids are uh, out of college and married, and each one of them has a child, so we also have two grandkids. Yes! That we're really 
<laughs> and then we have we have two boys in college. They play football out in Missouri at the same school. And then we have two uh, a, a son and daughter are in high school, and then a son and daughter in middle school. So we have a uh, a lot of different. That's a, that's a wide swath experience. There, you got <laughs> middle school, high school, college, and then grown with grandkids all there in one go. shot. Yeah. yeah. And eight on top of that, you can't really yeah. fake it as a parent with eight. You have to have a strategy to survive, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that it sure is. And so <laughs> the reason we wrote the book, you know, a lot of people think that you, um, if you can make a lot of kids, you know how to raise them. And really yeah. one thing has nothing to do with the other. Yeah. And right. What we've discovered um, is that a lot of parents are just, um, they, 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 almost all parents, whether they're Christians, not Christians, church, not church, want to do really good things for their kids. And they want to do a good job as a mom or dad, whether they're single parents, uh, blended family, you know, whatever the situation is. And so we were constantly asked advice. We're asked to sit down with parents and talk. We were asked to speak at these little things. And so uh, over time, we had compiled some material. And then as our church has grown, we, we have a large staff at our church. And multi, you know, we have, we have 14 different campuses, and each one of them has their own. And so we have a lot of young families on our staff, and they have right. a lot of children. They would begin to ask us. So we basically wrote this book. This is the book that we would, this is the stuff we would like to say to our own children, but we're not going to. So we wrote that in the book. And then <laughs> it's the stuff that we would that we would commonly share with our own um, staff members as they raise their families. And then uh, Lifeway was gracious enough to pick up the book and publish it to a wider audience. And, and that's what the book basically is, is stuff that we have learned and are learning. But, but what it's not, just it's not, it's not a it's not a book to tell you how to raise perfect children or how to have a family because we don't believe in that. Um, this is just some wisdom. Uh, there's some scriptural principles. And then, you know, parents are going to have to make their own applications and contextualize these principles to their specific situation. And I love how you said that it's not to raise perfect kids because that's one impossible because sin is in the heart of each of us. And if we don't turn out perfect, our kids sure aren't going to. There's no way that an imperfect person can raise a perfect child. So um, let's talk a little bit about that. This kind of came from what I can understand out of your three circles gospel presentation, because it seems to follow that pathway. And a lot of churches have kind of jumped on the three circles gospel presentation. And so I thought it was wonderful that now we have this partner strategy for parents to have crucial conversations. Explain kind of how that started and where that idea came from. Well, uh, we actually uh, developed the three circles uh, years ago, over, over a decade ago now at Family Church. And it was because we were working a lot with families who were thinking about getting married, but they a lot of them lived together, um, not married. Um, they had uh, blended families, um, single moms, and all of these people were coming to us for uh, advice about the pathway to marriage or how do, how do we move forward as a, as a family or as a mom or a dad. And what we discovered is a lot of these people weren't Christians and a lot of them didn't have church backgrounds. And so they didn't really know any Bible stories or Bible verses. Mm. And so we we're trying to think of like, how can we talk to people who don't know any Bible stories or Bible verses who aren't committed to Christ at this point, don't understand the gospel? How can we talk to them in a constructive way about uh, sexuality, gender, family structure, marriage, parenting? Um, because we want to talk to them about those things, but we also want them to see that the gospel is at the center of those things when it's done according mm -hmm. to God's design. So the three circles wasn't originally an evangelistic tool. It was originally a way to talk to um, far from God people about the relationship between the gospel and the family. 
And so, uh, wow, later, what a what a plot twist that I did not see yeah. coming. It yeah. started as a family ministry tool, and then it became an evangelism tool. Well, what happened when we started using it um, in our preparation for marriage classes? A lot of uh, religious people started uh, getting saved, and this tool was kind of the the thing that opened the door and and got them in the right kind of a conversation. And a lot of those people ended up getting married and beginning to you know begin to pursue God's design. And so. Wow. So, so then we used it and the North American mission board picked it up and began to put it yeah. out there and then called, I am second and uh, no place left. I uh, started putting it out. So yeah. a lot of people in the world are now using three circles in different formats, but it really started as a way to talk to irreligious people about their families, about their families. Wow. Go ahead. And, and also what, what happens is, so we, we actually wrote it um, for, for parents to kind of have a, some handles to hold on to because all of these subjects that are in the book, what, you know, marriage and sexuality, technology, bitterness and forgiveness, friendship and mean kids, and, and so many other things. Um, the gospel informs us as parents on how to walk our kids through these issues. And the gospel is not just about uh, where we're going to spend eternity. Although, of course, that's super important, but the gospel also informs our everyday lives. And we wanted parents to kind of see that and feel secure in their parenting that God actually has a design for our kids in these specific areas. And let's talk them through this so that mm-hmm. we kind of have a map, a conversational map to go through no matter what subject comes up with our kids. Yeah. And that conversational map, you know, for our listeners is God's design. Sin wrecked that and sent us into brokenness. We don't like brokenness. So we all want to get out of brokenness. But of course, the only way truly out is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so when it comes to family and design and kids, you follow that same pattern, correct? Before we jump too much further into this, there was a chapter in here that just really spoke to me. One, because I, I have three kids, a uh, daughter, son, and daughter. Um, each one of them are unique. I kind of wish that I could parent them all the same because then by the third one, I should be good at it, but <laughs> I'm right. not. Like It's like learning all over again with every kid. So it's children are complex, and that was so freeing for me. So can you just kind of explain the basic premises of, of that idea and how that can be encouraging for parents? Sure. So, you know, this idea of complexity is so important to get our minds around. And it's also very freeing Mm -hmm. as a parent and not just parent, but if we can teach this idea to our children, it gives them a way forward. You know, we talked about um, the, the conversational map of God's design and then sin and brokenness. And sometimes our kids just feel stuck in that sin and brokenness. And we as parents feel stuck when we watch the sin and brokenness um, working itself out in our children. But what we have to remember as parents is the truth of the gospel is because of God and his forgiveness for our sins, when we ask him, he moves us out of that brokenness and we can begin to discover and pursue God's design again. But until we understand this idea of complexity, we just feel stuck. And so, uh, you know, this happened with us, with one of our daughters who has given us permission to tell this story. And it's really been a, a been it's a, in the book, isn't it? It's in the book, yeah. but, but I do want to say it's with her permission. Right. We're not throwing her. <laughs> right. Yeah. She, I think we can um, explain complexity best by a story if that's okay. And so our daughter, um, you know how you just have some kids that are just naturally nice people. That's what mm-hmm. my dad used to 
call them naturally nice people or not naturally nice people. Well, she was, she was naturally nice. And so we, it's easy to get a little prideful as a parent about that. When you watch her pray for people and Mm -hmm. say, proclaim that she wants to be a missionary. Like, look how good I am as a parent. Yeah, I'm I'm knocking this out of the park, even though you don't necessarily say that you kind of feel a little bit of pride, but um, this, this daughter raised her hands, singing songs at church, really caring about people. But when she hit middle school, we, we realized that she had um, entered into this besetting sin of lying, which is not um, abnormal for middle schoolers, but it mm-hmm. really was a chronic thing in her life. And it really began to, to make, especially me as her mom, question like, oh my goodness, is she even a Christian? Like, this is just mm-hmm. crazy. She's lying about stuff that doesn't even matter. She's been a fake this whole time. Yeah, maybe she, which one is she? Is she the missionary loving Jesus uh, praising person or is she the liar? And man, I was so convicted even in my own thinking as a, as a parent about that because, you know, the apostle Paul in Romans seven speaks to this war that wages within us. And he says um, in that chapter, you know, the things that I know I should do, I don't do. And the very things that I shouldn't do, I know I do. I've got a big problem. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but basically I have a problem that wages worth in me. I need something more. And that more is the gospel. And it's not just about their salvation. So my daughter isn't just either a missionary loving Jesus praising person or a liar. The truth is she's a believer and God has his hand on her life and she struggles with sin. Both of those are true. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, as we can understand that, it helps us as parents not to get in like a fetal position when we find out that our children are doing something minor or major. Right. Right. And that we don't allow that to define who our kids are. Our children are made in the image of God. And especially if they are believers, he's working in their life. And he doesn't just save us, um, you know, for, for eternity. It, it, that salvation matters on a daily basis. And so when, when we find our kids in brokenness, that doesn't need to define who they are in our minds or in theirs. And so it was freeing to me as a parent, like, man, my daughter is a Christian. She loves Jesus, but she needs help in this way. And she needs God to do a work in her heart. So those sinful things in, in our kids' lives should push us as parents to tell them, yeah, we see why that happens because you need Jesus to yeah. redeem you that just like I do whenever I sin. Yeah. And I like how by releasing them from this two dimensional, almost cage that yeah. you're either one and the other, it almost helps them even process like, Oh, I'm not stuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it really was freeing for me. Uh, Jimmy, what would you like to add to that? I would just, I would just, um, I would just say that a lot, as I've been a youth pastor, like you are, a lot of parents would come to me frustrated because their kids, they caught their kids looking at something on YouTube they weren't supposed to, or they found out their kids have been sneaking out, or they found out there's some pattern of behavior that they didn't, they didn't see until recently. So they come and see the youth pastor and like, Hey, I don't think my kid's a Christian. What do I do? Mm -hmm. And, and I just think, you know, but in order to encourage them and just be like, look, man, um, I, I can't say whether they're a Christian or not in this conversation, but I can tell you even if they are a Christian, they're, they're not just one or the other. So what, what complexity lets you do is lets you truly celebrate and take joy in the good things that you see in your children. So mm-hmm. when they love missionaries or when they help someone or when they give money to an important cause or when they're praising the Lord in, in worship or whatever, 
you can say, man, that's awesome. I'm so proud of them. I love observing that. I love participating with them. I take joy in that. And at the same time, you, you shouldn't gloss over the sinful things in their life because there's some good things about them. Yeah. And so complex as you take their sins seriously and deal with that while still taking joy in the good things about them. And one thing I always say to parents is, look, even if your kid's in a serious rough patch, or even if they're really a prodigal, um, you should still take joy on the good moments. If you have a good meal, uh, if you have a good conversation, if you get to go on a good little trip and it's fun, don't say, yeah, but you know, they're a mess. Well, of course they're a mess, but take joy in the complexity of the situation so that you can enjoy the good things while taking seriously the things that they need to work on. Yeah. You know, just one other uh, thing that we have come to see through this idea of complexity is it, it doesn't, it's not just an encouragement to me as a parent or to my child who I'm trying to help understand that. It helps that child think better of their siblings, of their mm. friends. So the, the idea of complexity doesn't just apply to my child, but it helps my child extend that same grace to mm-hmm. other people that they come into contact with. And yeah. boy, do we need that in the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We love it when we hear our, our uh, daughter or our son will say, yeah, this guy, you know, he's in our youth group or he's a Christian at school or whatever, but he's gotten in trouble because this happened and that happened. And our kids will go, but you know, everybody's complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. That is a great way to, to force yourself to think gracefully. Yeah. Towards people. Yeah. yeah. And, and to extend forgiveness even. Yeah. Um, so the two reasons I found that this was so freeing to a lot of parents is one, um, when 2020 lockdown hit, uh, mm-hmm. it didn't take but a couple of weeks. And I was getting a lot of phone calls from parents of, I thought my kid was at home diligently studying. Turns out he wasn't. Uh, she was doing all these other things. He was looking at all this stuff. And what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And I had to have a lot of conversations. I'm like, unfortunately, sin you know, is real and is constantly available. So there was that. But then the other thing was for parents is, you know, our kids are complex, but so are we. Yeah. You know, the sinfulness yeah. is it, we tend to judge ourselves two dimensionally as well. I'm either a good parent or I'm a bad mm. parent rather than allowing good. the grace of God to speak to us as well. It's so true. Is that not wonderful? I mean, absolutely. So user-friendly. What I love about it is that Many people in our church, Fruit Cove Baptist Church here in Jacksonville, we are training them right now with three-circle gospel presentation for the sake of sharing the gospel in their community to their neighbors, to their coworkers, and we just more or less doubled up for them. Now they have an extra tool ready to use, very simple, very user-friendly, but again, very profound to use for engaging in crucial conversations with their children. So I told you about the book. Here it is. Full Circle Parenting, A Guide for Crucial Conversations. And as you heard, Three Circles actually started as a family conversations guide. And then as Jimmy said, people started getting saved out of that ministry. And that's really where the Three Circles gospel presentation was birthed, was out of family conversations and leading people to the truth of the gospel and how it changes our family. So I hope you really enjoyed this. I hope you will go to Full Circle Parenting and get the book. Uh, I put the link in the description. Make sure you go and get a copy of this. It is so good. It is so helpful. So I hope you really enjoy it. Thank you for listening to the Parent Life Podcast today. If you have any questions about me or my ministry, you can go to jasonstanland.com. For more information about Fruit Cove Baptist Church here in Jacksonville, Florida, and her ministries, please go to fruitcove.com. The links are in the bio and descriptions. 
If you would like to submit a question or response or interact with me here at the podcast, you can email me at parentlife, all one word, at fruitcove.com. May you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Colossians 1.9. We will be back next week. Oh, 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 oh